the biggest thing that we can give to the revolution is our own self-healing and our own self-awareness on a daily basis. Welcome to the Healer Dealer Podcast. This is an invitation to expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern mystics, healers, and visionaries of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalecki, and I am so excited to share with you my conversation with Amani Quinn. Amani is a quantum oracle and co-host of the spirituality podcast, The Woke Mystics. Her work as a quantum healer and oracle is to help others expand and shift their consciousness by harmonizing frequencies and identifying important aspects of the psyche through spirit communication of the past, present, and future in consciousness. She wants to help guide you so that you can live through the power of your own intuition and work with your energetic vibration and frequency for your soul's highest purpose within the quantum realm. Oh my gosh, we talk about everything from her work as a quantum oracle, being in multiple dimensions at multiple times, coming from a line of intuitive women, enjoying simplicities, the roles we play, building a new world, and why black joy is a revolution. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes for the latest on her events. She is going to be hosting quantum ceremonies and you are not going to want to miss out on all the goodies that Amani is creating. So I'm going to do a link in the show notes and you can check it out. Um, and a huge shout out to my sponsor, SourcePoint Wellness and Guella app, who helped make this podcast happen. Hope you enjoy this episode with quantum oracle Amani Quinn. Hey friends, I am super excited to tell you about Guella app. It is all about finding your healer and finding yourself. It is an app that connects healers and humans. I am so excited about this. Literally anywhere you are in the world, you can check out all these different healing modalities and get connected to a healer that is perfect for you. No more searching and searching and searching for who to talk to, who to go to. This app takes out all that work. You know, you can order anything between like food or a card. Now anything online on an app that has not existed before ever in the world for healers. Now it's here. It's called Wella app. And what I love is the story behind it. It is literally created by these three siblings and with their Celtic roots the word Guella literally means to improve or get better. So literally these three siblings have worked together to create an app to fill a void of something that did not exist, which is connecting humans and healers. And now they've done it. I highly recommend it. There is epic healers on there and it is such a beautiful platform. So I advise you to check it out and download it immediately. You can also follow them on Instagram at getguella and check out their website at getguella.com. Are you looking for kind, compassionate, and mindful medicine? I am so excited to share with you about SourcePoint Wellness. SourcePoint Wellness is an integrative healing oasis located in Los Angeles that combines Chinese, functional, and spiritual medicine along with a bit of magic. Dr. Amanda and her team of experts offer virtual healing services to anybody in the world, including integrative telemedicine, herbal medicine, distance acupuncture and Reiki, goddess acupuncture, Akashic readings, chakra balancing, healing energy work, EFT, and customized breathwork. Literally everything and anything you need to be fully supported, mind, body, and spirit, Dr. Amanda and her team at SourcePoint Wellness has got you covered. Follow them on Instagram at SourcePoint Wellness or email Dr. Amanda directly at drcohen at sourcepointwellness.com. Something I love that you put, which I think is such a beautiful reminder in this time, is I'm finding solace in simplicity of less. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean to you? And how does that connect with being a healer within the quantum? 
Mm. So um, I write poetry, like creativity and being able to, you know, express is so important. And so it was one of those poems I wrote like five years ago and happened to have posted on my like Instagram and Facebook. So Facebook showed me this morning, like five years ago, you wrote this and messages tend to come through in divine alignment, right? Divine timing when they're supposed to. So what I had been kind of consciously thinking about this morning was already about the expansive nature of quantum and how you are in multiple dimensions at multiple times. And as a healer within quantum, you're used to um, overlapping timelines. So timelines would be, you know, we're in this 3D world. That is one timeline. Well, within quantum, you have multiple conscious selves. So there's, you know, just billions of different timelines that are also happening out in the ethers. So when you do astral projection, you're able to send yourself out to one of those timelines or in your dream world, dreams would be other dimensions and other timelines. And so with all of those actively happening at the same time and being a healer, that means I could show up for a client a week before we have a session in their dream and I'm already working with them on their session. When that comes to my own personal community and the people that are in my close sphere, that's happening a lot more. And so it's happening without me even having to put any effort into it, right? The, the fact that I might show up in somebody's life and see the interconnectedness of where I am to them and other people that we have around us would be called quantum entanglements. So that's being connected to somebody but then them being connected to somebody else that's connected to you. And those type of synchronicities happen to me all the time. It's just like a constant thing that's being pulled towards me. And so when those moments arise, I have to remember that I don't actually have to actively do something to help the healing be implemented. That just by me being a healer and, and moving and transversing through all of these different dimensions on a more conscious level, is allowing those things to happen. But my human self really wants to get in and be a doer and be like, okay, well, how am I showing up? Where am I helping these things shift? And sometimes I'll, I'll get a sign, you know, I'll see something that somebody wrote or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that thing that I knew came up that I was helping them with landed. And so what that post was a reminder for me of today of my poem was the simplicity of less. I don't have to output a lot in my human body form to know that all of these things are already occurring. Just the power of my being and the power of the work that I do is doing it for itself. I can think of somebody and send a telepathic communication to them and know that whatever dimension it needs to land in, whether that is this dimension or another, it's going to land that information is going to be received. I don't have to necessarily say to them here, have you heard me say this to you? Did you understand that? I can just trust that wherever that is supposed to be heard, it's being heard. I love that. Okay. So I have a million different questions. <laughs> what yes. you said. Very excited. I'm literally like, let her finish talking. <laughs> um, so something that just poked up really big for me while you're saying that is how do you practice like grounding and boundaries with when you're doing that work? Because if you're always tapped in, even if you are not consciously aware of it in this human experience, that's, I would think that that would start to siphon your own energy levels. What yeah, do you think yeah. about that? I think that as a human, you're always going to go in and out of balance with that, you know, like to, to always be in a place where you're accurately doing it is going to be difficult. I think one of the biggest challenges as an intuitive for me is, 
how much do I share and how much do I not share? How much information is needed? How much information do I want to help guide somebody to? So as an oracle, which is the word that I use for myself, quantum oracle, um, your state of being, your state of essence, um, the information that you hold has power within it. So that doesn't always need to be spoken, but when it's supposed to be, spirit will invite you to speak. So it's trying to pay attention and be very in tune with when is that information being asked of you and when are you inserting it? And so the balance that you can um, try to obtain with your energy is holding back when you feel like you're supposed to be holding back and only giving when you feel like you're supposed to be giving. And so that will come in and out of balance. And sometimes when you feel tired, you just consciously tell yourself, okay, I need to retreat my energy inward and know that a lot of what needs to be done and what needs to be moved around is already happening. I, always, I, I think that's such a great reminder because I also always remind myself, like if somebody is asking for this knowledge, whether it's in a direct way or intuitively, I'm feeling that they're asking for it, right. um, then I share. But I've definitely had to feel myself holding back. And something I found very humbling always with my readings, and it sounds very in alignment with what you're saying too, is it's like literally like spirit knows exactly alien stop trying to come into our conversation we're trying to talk here that's like, <laughs> like doing weird things um spirit knows what that person is going to be able to digest in that moment and what they're in alignment with um yeah. it's it's been very humbling for me when i see down the line how strategic they have been in setting things up for somebody to actually receive the healing of information that they need. So I love, love that. Okay. So I have another question. So I have been really playing with different dimensions and doing practices in that. Are you working with outside of being in these different dimensions? Are you working with different interdimensional beings within those dimensions? Um, yeah. So I usually, when I'm working with clients, I'm working with their guides, I'm working with their ancestors, any past loved ones, and then their own conscious self. So the really fun part is tapping into somebody's psyche. So when you're tapping into their psyche, you are receiving information that's coming from their language, from their consciousness, and from their other conscious selves that they have around them. And so that is what I'm tapping into primarily is um, that, that element. And you know, I've been doing intuitive work for, for quite some time, but the quantum element has only been within the last, well, I guess the last year now. And so as that has expanded, it has become more about tapping into their own consciousness than just their guides. Um, and the, the, the gentleman that I work with, he had told me, he's like, as an Oracle, you'll have to be careful because when you can tap into somebody's consciousness, you can shift which path they decide to take, right? Because if there's so many different dimensions, that means there's infinite possibilities. But um, some of them are stronger than others. So if only one of your timelines and one of your conscious selves wants something to happen, that might not be able to shift into the 3D. But if you have like 50 billion different timelines that are all in agreement with this one thing, then that's predestined and it's going to come through most likely. And so it's kind of understanding the difference between all of these possibilities that, that are swarming around us. And um, yeah, the different, 
the different um, things that are also trying to contact us, right? So like if you have ever had received information like from Palladians or just being able to be within 4D and seeing spirit animals and you're like driving down the street and you're like, oh, there's a gorilla. Cool. <laughs> and you just like keep going about your day. So yeah, being able to see different things within interdimensional space is very common for me. Um, but that was not something that came immediately like that that was a built a built on thing. So to me, it doesn't seem weird to be like, oh yeah, I walk around and see the fourth dimension all the time. Whereas I, I uh, got, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. I just got really excited. <laughs> um, so that's a normal thing, but I think that that's one of the, you know, we're always evolving in our journey. So it definitely didn't start there, but yeah, that is a part of it is being able to see different dimensions of space just while I'm, while I'm sitting, working, driving, walking, uh, the crazy part will be when I'm having conversations with a friend who also works a lot in quantum because I'll be sitting and talking to them. And then what'll happen is all of a sudden they'll say something to me, but then they say something somewhere else. So like they'll, you'll be like talking and then they'll be like, Oh, Bali. Da, 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 da. And I was like, so what happened with Bali? And she's like, Oh, I was planning a business trip there, but it got canceled but she didn't actually tell me here. So I'll have conversations a lot with people in other different dimensions. Yeah. I love that. I just, I got really excited when you started talking about that this, the quantum element is something that's been coming into your field and working with this last year because it just makes me smile really big because that's been similar for me. And it's like, but it's in a very, it's in a different way. And it just makes me so humbled and excited to know that it's like, we're literally here to help wake up the collective and to support all of these light workers and star seeds that are waking up. So it just makes me smile really big because it's like literally the work that you're doing, the work that I'm doing, it's like so different, but it is not, it's, it's just makes me really excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's very exciting to me. Um, cause I, d I definitely say like, the work I do with a lot of um, stars, I, I, I say I work mostly with star seeds as, you know, I connect a lot with their um, interdimensional selves and past lives or future selves. Um, and it, it's just, it's just really, really interesting. And I love what you're sharing. And I think that that is fascinating. I actually was going to ask you if you, I mean, I know we're like a hybrid of so many different um star systems but like do you feel a connection specifically with one because i i kept getting as you were talking like these flashes of um uh being on a ship together in pleiades but also the syrian star system i i don't know i was like you know I've had, that, I've had that come up before in a reading that a friend did for me and he asked about like my connection with them um and i i i feel that i'm not necessarily one of them but their communication has come through to me so I've had them like reach out because basically in the space of quantum, it is, it's a similar dimension of space that they're in. So they can contact, they can make contact there basically. And they can like share conversation. And so I have had them make contact with me for sure. Oh yeah. Like, cause you're totally, um, uh, what was I getting? I'm sorry. I was just getting like, uh, Wait, can I share? Is it? Yeah, okay. go for it. Uh, I, I totally was getting a doublet as you were speaking, like that you were like um, like ambassador for the Syrian star system and, and the Pleiadians, like for the, like on one of the ships, like to mm -hmm. connect, like ambassador for both of them, like literally um, being able to, the being able to very articulately ex uh, like communicate with them, communication yeah. specifically. Um, yeah. 
Uh, anyways, I, I know for me, when I was on the ship, I was uh, a frequency expert. So I would do a lot of healing with different um, beings. Um, and I would know their biology of their frequency and be able to heal them. Um, but anyways, it is part it, of what, what's what, that? Is that part of what you do here? Like, Well, what I do now in 3D is um, I'm definitely working with all different kinds of star seeds. And the way that I connect that frequency is I... I channel the information they need to have for themselves um that's for their own um star seed soul that they need to hear so it's like i'm frequency expert in a different way now obviously i'm not like doing their biology and all that but it's more of their um higher self and getting that information to help remember them remember who they are but i also feel like that is the work we're all doing. I feel like in what you're saying, it's like you're just helping connect people to remember who they are. Yeah. 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 I love that so much. Um, I literally was like, as you were talking, I was like, oh, are we having tea like on a planet in the star system? I was like, oh, what, what's she going to say later? Because I literally like little antennas up for all these different things. Right. I like listening and tapping into all of it. Yeah. So um, have you felt with the current, you know, with everybody, I swear, if I hear one more time, like the veil is thin, the energy is intense. Um how have you felt in your connection or awareness of different timelines within this last six months? Mm. Um, interesting. Yeah. So the, the pandemic really kind of hit a strong point in March, um, which interestingly enough was when um, spring solstice or the, the spring equinox happened. And that brought with it a new paradigm shift. So when people were like, are things going to go back to normal? It's like, we've hit a new paradigm shift. We are in a new world. Um, so that was for me really that like to give a 3D context of like, when did things change? That was that moment. We also switched into Saturn and Aquarius for a little while. So that was also a big shift of bringing in the awakening and this new level of science and technology um, and deconstructing the old systems. So at that point, that when we talk about the veil being thin, um, having more intense dreams that came through, I was doing a lot more collective downloading for like, yeah, for the collective. So by the time April came, I was talking about the revolution and I would be, I share on my highlight section on the Woke Mystics platform, I'll share downloads every once in a while. And so I was like, you guys, the revolution is coming. This is going to be the uprise. Um, and then you could also see that in predictions of astrology as well that we would be sharing. Um, and so then, yeah, by the time May came, we saw the revolution begin and it kind of, it, it, uh, the, the bottle cap came off with the black lives matter movement. And then it extends past that because we're still in a pandemic and we still have wealth disparity and we have a lot of other marginalized groups that are also going through different forms of oppression. And so this is the long haul, like we are in this for the long haul. And so it's, it's important to think of the revolution, not as a sprinting race, but as a marathon, because this is going to be the rest of 2020. You know, we're, we're, we just went back into Saturn and Capricorn to re, um, to relook at and review our structures, but then we're going to be into Saturn and Aquarius fully by the beginning of next year. So these next three years are about innovation. They are, it's the biggest civil rights movement we have um, had, but the other times that Saturn has been in Aquarius, we've seen civil rights movements, we've seen pride, we've seen a lot of these big things that came into um, form that helped push 
marginalized groups forward. So that's a big part of this like uprise that's happening. Um, but yes, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So it's important to look at the, the social ecosystem, like ecosystem and what the change system looks like and how you can implement yourself into that because not everybody needs to be marching. Some can protest if they want. You might be a healer that's giving your services in that way. You may be an artist who's creating for this movement. There's so many different ways. You could be a law change maker, right, within the law system. There's so many different ways that you can be um, helping. You can be educating, right? So you can be educating yourself. I mean, the biggest thing that we can give to the revolution is our own self-healing and our own self-awareness on a daily basis. Um, so there's a lot of pieces that are at play, and it's, it's a lot of work to, to try to um, – move it forward. And so really thinking about how we can implement a long sustainable plan for ourselves. Um, and to know that we don't always have to keep um, staying in a place of fighting and reaction that we need to take rest, um, that that is important as well. But most importantly is, is our own self-healing and our own self-awareness. Yeah. Well, it, it goes back to a couple of things that were just coming to mind. As you're, you're saying all that is, um, you know, the outer is a reflection of the inward inner, you know, it's like this outer revolution is a reflection of our inner revolution. And I think it's also interesting. And I just want to acknowledge and please interrupt me if I think otherwise, but like the thing I've been finding those that may have not looked inward yet you know, that this is really the like healing crisis for them as far as really having to look at the things that are not working within themselves. Um, because I, I very much have felt honestly, since the pandemic started, um, not this sense of, um, lecturing other people what they should be doing necessarily, even though I, I get like that sometimes because I do feel like I know what is good to do. Um, it's just like I need to, sh- it's like, oh, reporting for duty. Like that's how I feel. Like I feel very much with everything that's going on in the world. Like, okay, reporting for duty. Like, oh yeah. I'll call. As soon as the, the March, like spring equinox hit, called in for duty. Like that was immediate. I was like, oh, this, the platform that I've already had is now, it's like needed. Like it was needed yes. before. But now, like, it's needed. Call yes. to action. Yeah. Yes, everybody needs it. And it's so humbling to me. And it's the thing I love so much about, I guess, the healing arts and magic and all of this is not everybody is for everybody. And there's going to be something that, you know, each of us individually connects with. And then that ripple effect of them helping that person and that person and that person. And I think it's such a beautiful reminder, too, where you're talking about the way we show up in the revolution is, you know, um, it's like, I don't, it's like, I've even experienced, and I've talked about this with a lot of friends. It's like, I have felt friends that maybe are working through their own feelings of not doing enough, mm-hmm. project that on me. And I'm like, I, I need you to like back off a little bit because I'm really trying to incorporate this in my daily life as oh, a long-term change in, yeah. you know, um, committing to having a very inclusive podcast and having those conversations. And, you know, I'm writing a children's book, making like really like, Oh, like getting all in that. So I'm sorry. I did not repost the thing that you already shared a week ago. It's just, that stuff's been very interesting to me because I definitely got caught up in, um, 
I mean, I'm also like Aries and Mars and Aries. Um, so I definitely got very like, <laughs> yeah. I, oh my God. I did. I did an episode like three episodes ago. I did a whole uh, episode on like anti-racism for beginners. And I was just like, I felt very like, like show up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then afterwards I'm like, okay, everybody leave me alone. No, I'm joking. But um, I just think it's such a great reminder that find where is your inner pain and how that connects to the outward of what's going on in the world. Fix that. So then you can live your life moving forward to support the collective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I agree. It, it's, you know, the end of March until now has been an interesting time too, because, you know, we saw protests in the beginning that were happening and they were catching a lot of media attention and there was a lot of violence that was happening from police brutality. And so there was so much anger going on. And I remember doing a post, like a video where I, thanked everybody that was the anger. I thanked the anger for that was there because um, everything happens to, for us, not to us. Right. And so I thanked the anger for being there, even though I wasn't a part of that portion of the movement because it was necessary to catapult what happens next. So I didn't want to judge the anger that was there and anything that it convoluted it. I just needed to acknowledge it. And then once I was able to do that, I ended up started like after watching the protests happen, I ended up crying a lot because what was happening is that it was transmuting through my body as grief. So since I wasn't in a place of anger, I felt it's grief and I just kept crying and that would shed through until coming into a place of, okay, what's my action step? We did an episode on the revolution on our podcast. So talking about how everyone shows up, what the roles are, what's really happening. We have to talk about what's really happening because if we, um, don't address the shadow side, we're spiritually bypassing ourselves and everyone else that's around us. So we need to acknowledge that, that element of it. Um, and then what do things look like moving forward? And so with that, um, what's really, you know, everybody plays a different role, right? So we need, we need the, the deconstruction of the old system. We need people that are pushing against that old system. We need people that are making space for the marginalized groups that haven't been made before. And then once all of that is done, we need somebody at the front of that group to show what the other side can look like. Once we have finished moving through that, what does the new world look like? So I see myself, somebody who is um, multiracial, grew up around a lot of different cultures, I'm very focused on multiculturalism and somebody who is also within quantum, which has no cultural background. It is the idea of unity consciousness. I see my voice as showing people what that looks like when we have gotten there. But in order to get to that point and come from a whole and healed place, we have to work through our traumas. We cannot spiritual, spiritually bypass other people that have gone through things we haven't gone through. And we have to hold space for all of that and hold space for what the new looks like, which is where we can all be connected. So it's not this spiritual love and light that's on this side that's completely bypassing everybody and it's also not anger in kind of repeating the cycle and staying in the circle of the shadow work it is moving past those two elements and looking at what the bridge looks like and that bridge to me is um unifying but finding empowerment all of our own individual voices but understanding the unity within all of that and that all comes in with quantum yeah. And I love it too, because what you're saying too, I feel is also 
coming to a place, not neutrality within the whole thing, but above polarity to actually make a conscious decision. Because I think it's like, you know, uh, like speaking of like going into 5D, it's like both, both feeling the trauma, feeling the love and light, knowing both coexist and yeah. that you're going to choose how to move forward. I would also um, say, and uh, tell me if you agree or disagree, but I feel all those that are um, angry, um, you know, still are going through waves of that. I feel like that's on the road to grief. Like that is like the, the that's like the front door to that. Um, and especially like with everything that's happening, you know, that we carry our ancestors DNA so it's not just the morning of what you're consciously experiencing in this 3D experience. It's hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years of, of that same energetic threaded through time. So how, something yeah. I've been really asking um, my friends, I grew up in a very multicultural background, friends around me, and something I've been asking is, how are you caring for yourself? Because the thing I'm concerned with my black and brown friends is how are you caring for your body? How are you like self-care like because of the trauma of everything that's going on and how that's affecting you on a cellular level? Um, yeah. So my question, I kind of just went on a little rip, but like my question with like the quantum world, because I think sometimes when people hear quantum, they think sometimes future and it's more of like how th with your quantum healing, can't that also support people experiencing trauma now for their past and their ancestors and helping them like become that bridge for the future? Yeah, of course. I mean, the way that I look at quantum is it's infinite potential. It's, it's, it's devoid of space and time. So it is everything. It is all of that and more. And so, um, I think coming back to acknowledging collective trauma is so important, like consistently needing to acknowledge, wait, the reason I'm feeling heavy is because of my personal life and what happened today and what happened yesterday. But it's also because we're in this place of collective trauma. I mean, I just had a dream a couple nights ago about like moving through the black lives matter movement and like protests happening and having like to protect friends in this one area. And then having a conversation with like this white female cop in another and the healing elements that were happening in all of them. And then I was watching one protest and one version of me decided to drive past the protest and the other version of me decided to walk through, but walked through as a child. Cause I wanted it from the perspective of a child's eyes. So I was using quantum to move through multiple spaces <laughs> at the same time in the dream world. And so that to me is evolving and existing in our current space while also doing it through the lens of quantum, which just means that there's a lot happening all of the time, which is why today I kept coming back to that phrase of like the simplicity of less. I'm like, it's happening without my human need to like insert myself and make sure it's like, is it all happening? I, I don't need to, um, to micromanage it. It's, it all is occurring on its own. Well, don't you think too, gosh, and it's so funny we're talking about quantum because I literally have like 20 million things that are competing to like ask you <laughs> everything you say. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. There's like, let her finish. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I got things to ask her. Um, wouldn't you say too, like outside of you supporting your clients and friends and family, you are also activating light codes and DNA upgrades for yourself. So it's like yeah. that time to be able to like actually – Integrate, integrate as you're helping others, I find very interesting. 
your oh I, I was as soon as i was about to answer i got goosebumps all over my body so this is an affirming yes um the more that you work within the quantum the more you have abilities to do like your power of of your being becomes larger and larger and larger i just took a trip a camping trip with a friend recently and we were sleeping and we were both laying there and i hear his heartbeat which first of all i didn't even realize the fact that like well that's strange to be able to hear somebody's heartbeat while they're like you know a foot away from you <laughs> And I, I, I um, slowed his heartbeat down. And then I said, okay, there you go. And I was kind of in a half sleep state, but awake enough to know what I was doing. And then he like responded and I slowed his heartbeat down. So just through the act of shifting frequency for somebody else without having to actively engage or touch, right? That is, that's the power of being able to work with frequency. Um, and so it's kind of stepping into that and seeing the evolution of that process as it's happening, right? So it's very much a new thing for me as well. Like, I know we'll get into this a little bit later, but my, my mom's an intuitive, so I grew up in an intuitive household. But I, I stumbled, like quantum found me. I did not find quantum. I wasn't even trying to work with quantum. Um, I was finishing my Saturn return. I went to Mexico City for my birthday and I wanted to see an abuelita, like a curandera healer. And I was looking for one and somebody put me in touch with this Nigerian man who lived in Mexico City. And I show up and I'm like, oh yeah, this is nice. Whatever you do, you did engineering before, you do quantum, cool, cool. So I wanna work with an abuelita, where can I go? <laughs> I'm like waiting. And he's like, um, so you're supposed to work with me. And I was like, I know spirit enough to not, I'm not gonna argue. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm working with you. I got it. <laughs> he's like, I've been waiting for you to be here. Like some, a reader told me a long time ago, you were gonna show up, here you are. I'm like, okay, let's, let's get to work, <laughs> roll up my sleeves. And so then that's where my initiations began. And so working within quantum and activating within quantum can look kind of different. I mean, even when I first started working with him and was learning the oral teachings, because everything was passed down through oral, oral teachings, um, it was so intangible to try to like understand it. And so then when I first just did like a session with him, that opened up a certain level of quantum for me. And that is where I would see most people being who just really want to tap into quantum and understand it and be able to move through it and be like, oh yeah, I use astral projection, but I know how to do it with quantum. And then I did an initiation with him. And that was when I activated my healing abilities within quantum. And so that is where this journey has come where I've like my abilities to move within that space have just become you know, um, stronger and stronger. And as with anything that you work on, it's just having confidence that you don't have to output as human self to know that those things are happening, that you're powerful enough that they're happening without you doing anything at all. Yeah. I love that so much. And I almost, I was starting to get emotional as you were talking about just your mom for a second. Cause I want to go back there is, yeah. um, like literally knowing that your soul is here in this experience right now to literally take the family line of healing work to the next level yeah. um, is, is yeah. really so beautiful. It makes me emotional because it's like literally like, you know, your interdimensional self with your family's line of ancestors literally was like, okay, the world's ready for this. She's going to come back here, have these other abilities activated. And now we're going to take it to the next level because the collective. Right. For my initiation, the child I've been working with on the other side that wants to eventually come through has already introduced herself and has been like waiting <laughs> to come. 
and be here. And so, yeah, I've already had that communication of like, what does that look like when you pass it on generationally? Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about this? Cause I actually don't know very many healers that come from a line of other healers. Mm. Um, so I find that a lot of, um, this is interesting awareness as I'm just mentioning it. A lot of the healers I know are like the lineage breakers in their family line that come in. They, there isn't any previous healing. Maybe their parents were a little psychic, but they like hit it and covered it up. But it's yeah. really much like they come in like a, you know, coming in strong and hot with that. So what I would love to know is your family background of healers and like how was that growing up with that and how did that support your gifts? I just find that so fascinating. Mm. Yeah, my my mom is a intuitive and a medium, so she works with um, spirit. And I yeah, so I grew up with that in the household. Um, when I was seeing spirits as a kid and talking to my mom about it it wasn't a weird thing. It was something that was cultivated within the household. We had a Ouija board in the house that was used not just like to be like, you know, ooh, but like actually she communicated the spirits with it. Um, she used a pendulum. Um, we had decks in my house. Uh, my mom had a tea house called Fool's Paradise Tea House and Gallery, and it was the fool of the tarot deck. So this was, because of all of these things, it was so normalized but also it was cultivated within me. So, you know, we went to meditation classes um, and, and even to the point where some of the stuff she shared with me then didn't make sense, honestly, until I had my quantum initiation. So she would say certain things to me and I would be like, okay, you went too far. Like, I can't, I can't tangibly touch what you're saying anymore. I don't, I don't want to know it. And so all of that information stayed in my, you know, my, like my library. And then as I started to evolve my own soul to that level, I was able to activate all of the information that was there that she had been sharing this whole time. And finally I was like, ah, makes sense. And then it's also made her like my biggest mentor. So people come to me all the time and they're like, how do I get a spiritual mentor? And I, I really feel for them because I had such a privilege to be able to have a mentor that was in my house growing up as a child um, and into adulthood has still been a mentor for me um, because it can be hard. That's like a, that's like a natural relationship that you want to form organically um, or you're looking for a healer that can be that for you. And so you're trying to find a healer that you want to work with that feels natural for you. And so that, that was like a, one of the biggest elements for me that allowed me to do the work that I do. So I didn't do um, healing work professionally until like the last three years. Um, but the deck that I use, I've used for like 15 years. Um, I've been doing readings for friends for myself, like since I was like 15, pro well, probably before then I just to give it a number, <laughs> like probably that long. Um, but yeah, professionally, like having a career made out of it has been the last three. Um, but yeah, I've always used my deck and dream analysis for myself throughout my own life. And um, I just also listened to a recent episode. Your dad does numerology, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my dad, he named me, I changed my name, but he had named me based on numerology. Um, and my dad also, he had grown up more religious than my mom did. Um, so I would definitely say of the two of them, she's more 
um, tapped into her abilities, but he is as well. He just kind of did so from numerology and from these constructs that could sometimes be a little bit more tangible. Um, and so, and he studied within like different traditions, like Ifav, Yoruban background um, when I was growing up. So those things were always there, but the strongest ones were the ones that came from my mom. Um, yeah, I just remember like distinctly the first thing I really remember was my grandfather passed when I was three. And I remember his, his funeral being like, mom, grandpa's here. And she was like, she, you know, she believed me. Like it wasn't a <laughs> like, okay, okay. It was like, oh yeah, you're communicating with him. So, um, yeah, that was just always really cultivated and honored. And, um, she was seeing clients, you know, at the tea house, like we had, we also had people that would come there. Like, um, there was a woman that did Santeria that like came and saw clients out of the tea house. So I knew what Santeria was when I was in like high school, but that wasn't something that I ever had really gotten into at that time. But yeah, we always had tarot readers that would come to the tea God, house. I would totally want to hang out with you after school at the tea house. Yeah. Like that would have been like my go-to spot. I'd be like, can we go yeah. see your mom and get like tea at the tea house and do our homework? Like I would have totally. And get a tarot reading. Or yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Like that is so awesome. Does she still have the the tea house? She doesn't. She still sells her tea. So she... Uh -huh. she like mass orders basically, but, um, she doesn't have the physical tea house anymore, but I, that I plan to that change eventually. It's going to come oh, back, but. Oh, oh my God. I just got totally like, I'm going to project on you what I would like you to do. <laughs> you and your mom have a tea house together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That'll be so, do you do tea readings, tea leave readings? She, she's done tea readings before. She used to have those there. I never did, but tea has what's been coming through. Cause I'm going to start doing quantum ceremonies. Um, and actually the healer that I work with in Mexico city is coming up to LA. So he's going to be doing his work up here with me as well. So I'm going to be leading, um, ceremonies. And when I was looking for my modality, cause he uses a tobacco for his, um, but that's his modality, not, not my tool. So tea is what came through for mine for like doing astral travel and stuff as you, there's certain kind of teas you can use the, to activate that space. So oh my God. Tea. I totally got that. You should, if you haven't already is, um, contact your, um, one of your, uh, like your Syrian family. I know that they're connected to Faye and I think Faye connected to like tea and like earthly things. Mm -hmm. um, to like channel from them like a recipe or something like from th that. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> for ceremony. That yeah. sounds so exciting. So what would happen in the quantum ceremony? Like what was that? What would that look like? Um, a portal of space is open for people to be able to move within the astral. Um, but in a, in a guided space. So it's starting with a three part workshop series. Um, and that is set to inspire, to integrate and to evolve. So each one is um, a different workshop of the series, Inspire, Integrate, Evolve. So Inspire is meant to set people up with the terminology and the frequency um, principles that I use. Um, and then they, and that's a lot of that is either taught to me orally through the shamanic quantum healer I work with, or it's the things that I have learned through my process through it. So there's a guide that's given in the first series and a conversation that happens in connection with community that is set to help people have terminology to understand these things that are already happening to them. Because a lot of people 
I mean, everybody's already within quantum. It's just understanding certain things that are already happening to you and understanding how that connects you to quantum. So the first one is set to inspire people within there. The second of the series is called Integrate, and it's to help people actually integrate themselves into quantum so that they know how to move through that space themselves. And the third one is called Evolve. So as you evolve through this space, you can start to um, choose to do things. Instead of just experiencing them and observing them, you can say, hey, I want to tap into this space. And then doing ceremony, because you've already activated that energy and it's so strong, the ceremony becomes more powerful for you. Because as soon as you get there, you're ready to just get into the plane and take off. Um, I think that's such a beautiful container that you're creating because I think, um, you know, like, especially for those that are, I'll say, newly waking up to their gifts, remembering their gifts, like astral travel and like just knowing that there's a very thin veil between all the different dimensions and there is light and dark beings of all kind. I think to have that support within that space is so important. Um yeah. You know, yeah. I've definitely, even with clients, I've definitely felt that, um, you know, when they're starting to explore astral travel um, and wanting to explore, it's like, okay, it's not just like, hey, I'm, I'm here, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, like that's what? <laughs> you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I think what you're doing with that is so incredible and so unique. And so um, I think that's going to be so amazing. So when is that starting? Um, so the first part of the series will be ju this July 19th. Um, it's on a Sunday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, but they will happen more than once. So okay. the first series is happening right now, but it will continue. Basically, I've been seeing clients. I see clients for quantum healing sessions, and that's great. But I've had so many people that are like, I don't understand. Like, they just, like, they don't get it. It's so expansive to them to try to, like, tangibly be understand, to understand what's happening. Um, you know, like, Reiki is so common. We see it everywhere. You can go get trained in it. Like, it has hit mainstream in a way that the positive part of it is that it's accessible. Quantum is not as accessible. We hear about it a lot from a science standpoint, quantum physics. And there's not a lot of representation as well. So we see a lot of white males talking about quantum physics, but how does that relate to my own personal experiences and how I move through the space? And that conversation is just not happening a lot. And materials um, and people who can conduct healing within that space, they're few and far between. So I was having clients come or having people listen to like the episodes that we've done on quantum on the podcast every once in a while. And there were still so many questions. And so, of course, anything spirit's trying to tell you to do, you're like, no, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. And like, they kept being like workshops, workshops, like quantum series. And then finally, all of the pieces just kept falling in like, oh, I, but if I do a workshop, I need this. And then all of a sudden that thing like just appears. So I was like, okay, we've got to put together a series so that people understand what the space is what the container is, how to move within that container. And then if anybody gets any work done within quantum, it makes it so much more powerful because the more that you move in that space, the easier it is for me to just tap into you doop, and just do the work. Cause I do a lot of um, astral projection work for the healing sessions that happen within quantum. Um, and so, yeah, if I sit with a friend who also moves within quantum, I can easily be having four conversations with them that I can bring through to the 3d because they're already so active there. 
or if I have a client come that even if they don't do quantum, but they've like done some astral travel, they might dream of me the night before their session because they're more open to it. So that work can start happening sooner. Did you just so come over here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt you like behind, like I felt like, like you behind me like this. This <laughs> already on your shoulders. <laughs> like on my shoulders. Yeah. Like I felt like this. Yeah. That tends to, ha- I mean, when I first worked with with the healer that I work with, he was like, so I show up in people's dreams all the time. Like I do work everywhere with them. And I was like, Oh, okay. So then when it started happening to me and people were like, Oh, you came and worked with me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Got it. (laughs) No problem. You're, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that does happen, um, quite frequently. And so, yeah, sometimes it'll happen without most of the time it's happening without my awareness of it, but it does not mean that it's not happening. Um, so yeah, the, the, the point of the workshop series is just to make it more accessible to people. So the first one will be on the 19th of July and then they will continue thereafter. But then if, um, whoever's listening, if, if they, you know, aren't able to do this, this, uh, first series, like we'll definitely give them, you know, ways to stay connected with you. So when you do it again in the future that they can stay up to date. And I really love, um, what you mentioned as far as like quantum and like, um, it being a white male space, because I've noticed deeply aware and I'm very much like if people if you can't already tell like really fascinated by interdimensional beings different dimensions galactic all that but a lot of those aliens stop interfering with our audio Um, please uh a lot of those that are channeling that information and speaking about it are all white like and I and I'm like where's the black quantum interdimensional being channeler like you know what i mean <laughs> right there. Oh, right there. so that is very exciting to me um i'm super super excited that you're do i'm just i think it's so beautiful that you come from this line of healers and that just within this last year this you know having that like you know activation um you know, into the quantum world. That's just like, it's so brilliant. It's just, I'm very excited for the work you're doing. I think it's so awesome. Um, and I totally did feel you over here. You're like, (laughs) I was like, Hey, 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 Hey. Um, (laughs) um, what is something that, you know, people don't know about your journey? Like, and it can be related to anything. Like, you know, you're so confident. I think, feel like you're so grounded, um, and confident in yourself and the way you present yourself and the way that you share your wisdom and your talent and your art. Um, is there, so somebody could easily look at you and be like, Oh, she's, you know, cut it all together. (laughs) You're good. Is there something about your journey that people don't know about? Um, so I'm going to answer this question in two parts. One, I'm a Capricorn rising, so it always fools people. They're like, oh, she's grounded. She's a boss babe. She's got it all together. Um, And then my moon is Pisces, so that that explains why I'm always in multiple (laughs) dimensions all the time. Like, my moon and how I get to be on a personal level, I love to be out there. Like, I'm not here very often. Anytime I'm alone, always out there. Um, But my my, uh, sun sign is Cancer. I'm so sensitive. I'm so sensitive. So probably the most intimate thing about me is that I'm affected by everything. 
everything affects me. Everything um, hurts me, makes me happy, makes me angry. And um, I usually don't show that to people. That becomes, I, I, I mean, I'm not a Scorpio and I'm not a Pisces sun. Like I'm a Cancer. So that, that crab shell is so real for me that, you know, in my personal life, I'll have walls and I don't even know I have the wall until I see the wall come down. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh I'm not here without walls today. So I think, um, I think the part that people really don't, and they, and people definitely can pick this up energetically, even if I don't speak on it. But something that I don't speak on very often is how sensitive I am. I'm very, very, very sensitive. Um, and so that becomes a lot of my own personal um, thought process is like, thinking about, you know, oh, I got upset by how they said that. I didn't like how they said that to me and da, 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 da. And I have the tools to know how to be like, oh, we're not going to worry about that or we're going to process through this. But I'm so freaking sensitive. <laughs> yeah, that's probably I it. love that. And I just, <laughs> I, I just, I love um, knowing everybody's astro. So I just, uh, I, I love that. I'm a Aries sun. Okay. Um, cancer moon. Mm. Um, <laughs> you feel me. <laughs> Yeah, I really do. What's funny <laughs> is like people meet me and like, I'm so excited. Oh, my Mercury's in Pisces, by the way, like Mercury. Oh, Pisces. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, and my cancer moon is like on my midheaven, uh, okay. but I'm so only your, like, what's that? You're rising? Libra. Libra. Bringing so, things into balance. Okay. Well, what's funny is I just like made it through the Aries sun by like one degree. I'm only like a one degree Aries oh. sun. Um, okay. But like people meet me and they think super outgoing, gregarious, lots of energy, which I do have, obviously, and I, especially when I'm excited about stuff. I like a little kid, but like, I like don't want to be around a lot of people. I think that's the cancer. <laughs> I'm like a uh, small groups, comfort, yeah. things feel cozy and comfortable. Like yeah. what, like even before the pandemic, people would invite me stuff. I get anxiety of like crowds and like get togethers of like, you know, the thing I've been loving about the pandemic is the pressures off to go to things that normally you'd be right. like, you <laughs> know, like, oh, I don't have to do any of that. Like, you know, it's like, we can't really use like, I'm an empath and I'm going to pick up on everything, you know, like, <laughs> so I love that. I just think that, um, what I love too is like that, like Capricorn rising. It's like, you know, it does keep you like in, um, don't you think that keeps you in your structure to like have all the things expressed? Everything that, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I have to say like in this time, I'm like, I, I literally could feel when like Aries moved into Mars and like my Mars is in Aries. I'm like, oh shit. Like yesterday I was like, I'm so angry. Yeah. I was, I was like, oh man. Yeah. Gonna be a I while. have in my anger more the last few days, like my short fuse of just like, I just don't have time for this. <laughs> I, I just yeah. about, do you follow Mystic Medusa at all? I have in the past. I don't read now, but I know. Who, okay. Who so she is. just started this like daily, uh, like your personal daily. Yeah. But, and, and, and I just think she's so brilliant and hilarious, maybe unintentionally hilarious, but yeah. literally top of it was like, 
you know, say a prayer for anybody that's in your way. Like, like <laughs> die laughing. And I was like, I'm not affected by this. I have a plan. I'm going to do this to that. And then like, literally it could feel like the rage come up and I'm like, it's like the battle of like the Mars and Aries and then the cancer moon. That's like, just hold me and give me a cupcake. Like, you know? <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I totally went off a little tangent there, but I love geeking out to everybody's chart. Like it's so, I find just astrology in general, like so humbling because every single person that does astrology has a different lens, a different way of expressing it. And so I just find that really exciting. Um, yeah. What was I going to ask? Oh, I wanted to loop back. So remember how you were talking about the quantum uh, ceremony circle? Um, yes how that was like spirit knocking on your door saying that you have to do that. Would you say that your podcast had a similar, like, did you receive that in a similar way to do the podcast? You know, it's so interesting. I am such a doer. My Capricorn is like, as soon as I have an idea, I'm like, cool business model, um, mission statement, <laughs> target market niche. <laughs> um, but the, the, podcast was actually something where Ellen came to me because we had been having these discussions on spirituality. I was already doing readings at that point. And we were having this discussion and we were like, we should do a dinner. Like we should bring people together to talk about this. And then she came to me like days later and was like, well, to make the reach farther, why don't we create a podcast? And she was already interested in doing a podcast, but she had thought about doing one with a friend before and had some of the materials that she needed for it. And I'm the kind of person that if you ask me to do something, if it resonates with me, I'm going to be like a hell yes, I'm going to come over and we're going to make the business model. And in the past when I've done that, people have been like, ah, I don't know. That's a lot. Da -da -da -da. God, I love structure. <laughs> but Ellen also has Capricorn. So she was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> So we sat down and we mapped out the whole business model and we created it. So it's interesting. Oops. <laughs> startled me. Um, it's interesting because it's not something that I had known was going to happen ahead of time, um, which usually I do. Usually I'm like the active doer in the front. But as soon as I did know, we just like, it synced up. And then as we did it, it made a lot of sense pretty much immediately that this was the channel to move things. Um, because I'm so, so I'm an artist as well. And um, my mom's an artist. My mom, my mom and my dad are both artists. My mom's a dancer and a visual artist, went to school for that. My dad's a musician and has been my whole life. So I grew up doing dance. I grew up acting. I grew up. Um, just creating in general. So when I went to college, I decided to do marketing because I needed to use my Capricorn energy to do something smart. <laughs> and then that was really dry. So when I moved, I um, essentially went into the arts and I taught dance for five years in the LAUSD school system. And um, what kind of dance? that journey, what's that? What kind of dance? Um, so I grew up doing traditional West African dance from like Senegal, Mali, <laughs> Guinea. <laughs> and then I also got into modern dance a lot in um, modern and improv in high school and in college and post-college. So those oh, are the two that I usually do is African and then like modern and improv. Do you still do uh, any, do you still dance? 
I do. Yeah. So when I was teaching dance, I started my first company because I was doing auditions for dance, for acting. And I kept seeing, I was like, we're all just looking for validation from people. And if we don't get it, then we feel like we're a failure. So I was like, if I'm at least going to get validation, it's going to be from something I created for myself. So that was what started my entrepreneur journey. And I started a clothing company. I designed everything. My mom sewed, I, me and my mom just do everything together. <laughs> so I sewed every, or I designed it. She sewed everything. And I had this clothing company and I would create fashion films. So I would choreograph for all of them. Um, so I still actively do choreography, usually within conceptual pieces, um, conceptual film pieces. Um, and sometimes I choreograph for programs, but I don't do that as much anymore. Um, but this really started my entrepreneur journey. So then by the time the woke mystics came in, I was like, Oh, this is the channel that is going to give a platform to be able to do all the things. So I'm still doing this, like this, this summer I'm working on an artist in residency that's going to be out in Arizona and Arco Santi. And I get to choreograph, um, and bring different artists together for that. So that's really cool. So I'm still working on my artistry as well. And then also doing the woke mystics has opened up the platform. So like we're working on some projects that we can't share quite yet, but at the next year we'll come out, um, that we basically got like hired to do. That's really awesome. Um, but you know, we see ourselves as creating a, a platform in a space. It's a knowledge based center, but it's also a place, um, that's inviting to people that are like, new to spirituality and so with that there is a media there's a media element with it so we also kind of see that portion of what the woke mystics gets to do and like you know we eventually want to be able to do a tour where we get to go around and do like it kind of like talk show style of like talking to people it's about real life stuff you know talk about twin flames and karmic soulmates and and whatnot so um yeah the this this has been the machine that was given to me to be able to expand myself in all of the directions that I want to expand. Yeah. I love that so much. And I just have to note, cause this is something I think about personally. And so it just brings me a lot of joy to see it reflected in other people. Like, you know, all of these different ways of your, you know, I guess we could say like creative alchemy, you know, like these different ways that you were expressing and getting out there. It's like, they may to the outsider seem like different things, but really if you tie them back at the core unit of who you are and what you're doing and how you are presenting um, healing through your being, it's like, yeah. it is all the same thing. So that's something that I just think is, um, it has a, it's through line. It's yeah. All I, yeah. I love that. And so it's like, I, I love that. And on a nerdy side note, I'm very excited that the African dance element. So I grew up in the Caribbean in St. Thomas. And so um, as a little girl, I like really wanted to do ballet, but like that was not an option. And so like, <laughs> I love that you were in a place where that wasn't an option. <laughs> I, like I wanted to like take all dance. I wanted, I remember like wanting to take tap, like that didn't exist, uh, you know? And so it was like, uh, well, as like a little eight, like seven year old, like pelvic thrusting across the dance floor, you know? <laughs> And then I remember like moving to the States when I was 18 and people being like, or like way later, people talk about twerking. I'm like, what are you talking about? States are like twerking. Like, <laughs> like, I don't understand. This is like not a separate thing. Anyways, but I have been feeling called to do more African dance the last month or so. And my best friend had introduced me to these ladies. I'm 
forgetting the name of them, but they have an amazing YouTube channel of like African dance cardio workout. So like I was just like, when you were talking about and cardio workouts. I was like, oh, when's your YouTube channel coming out for like <laughs> African dance, you know, so we can all pretend we're like in one of your um, art pieces. Um, but I love that. I think that's so exciting. Would you say that, you know, as far as like having the podcast as a platform and a form of expression and seeing the through line of how it's connected to everything, how has and has it shifted or expanded or evolved your gifts as a healer in doing the podcast? So much. I mean, I didn't even do my initiate or even start my initiation until about um, six months into having the podcast. So when we started the podcast, I was already seeing clients. That was something that was on the table. So, and had already done like a lot of workshops around Saturn return and identifying your clairvoyant abilities. So <clears throat> kind of started off with like, okay, I have dream work analysis down. I have, um, you know, five players, which interesting enough have been a lot of my building blocks for what we do within quantum. So of course it's all divine, but, um, yeah, I mean the, my journey as a healer has completely expanded my community as a healer, right? You know, just being able to have a podcast and bringing guests on or, you know, just going out to different events within this, within that space. Um, also we've gotten a few features a couple times that have helped us gain like an international following and international listeners. Um, Spotify is pretty awesome. And like, we'll recommend our podcast to other people that aren't listening to it yet. And so with that, like that's allowed me to work with clients virtually like in London or New Zealand. And so it's been, that's been one of the really cool elements of having a podcast is the reach that we get to have um, and the stories that we get to hear. Like we had this girl reach out to us from Ireland who's biracial. She's Nigerian and Irish and, <laughs> and she lives in Ireland and she talked about finding our podcast and how like she was looking for something like this because the podcast that she had been listening to to have the representation that she desired and then she said she just like put it out into the universe right and then Spotify recommended us and she saw it and started listening told her best friend because they had been having this conversation about how she was looking for this she told her best friend and her best friend was like I was already going to tell you because I just started listening to them too and so that. she she reached out to be like I just need you to know how divine this is and I'm like uh-huh like so that's been so cool to hear those stories of like Spirit's not only working on us doing the podcast, they're working on everybody who is finding us, right? So like there's so many stories of divinity and people coming to us. Um, even like we're working on this project that, we're, that we haven't shared yet. And we had somebody reach out and they were like, yeah, I was talking to my friend. We were talking about you guys walking down the street. And then we saw this thing and da 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 And we didn't know what it was. And like, Ellen wrote back and like kind of described like what some of the symbolism was behind it. And then I thought about it and I was like, wait, they, they know about our project. <laughs> they just don't know that they know. So like, that's even been interesting to like people who are also tapping in. Well, now you know? I want to know, like, I, I mean, this is like the worst teeth ever. We'll start promoting it by the end of the year. Oh, that um, feels like forever. <laughs> it's forever, but it's it's um it's a really big deal for us. It's a really really big deal. Oh God, but I'm it's so excited now. I really want to know. 
Are you gonna do an online course? That's already happening. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh my god, I would tell. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I really, I am actually very good at keeping secrets. Like one of my close girlfriends, when she got pregnant, she was like, "Don't tell anybody I'm pregnant." I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna tell anybody." And then she was like seven months pregnant, and she's like, "Why aren't you telling people I'm pregnant?" And I'm like, "Cause you told me not to tell people." <laughs> you're pregnant <laughs> like well it's obvious now like you could tell people i was like okay um, i love this so so much i just want to take a second actually before i do that i want to ask you a question what does black joy mean to you oh yes um well i think that <clears throat> as people of color we have to um like we're carrying a lot, right? So it'll be interesting, you know, having a conversation with somebody who, who is, who's non, non-black or non-POC and to bring up, you know, something that happened today to be like, oh, back home where I'm from, like this black man was like hit in, in his car. And then, you know, with a non-black person or a non-POC, like that kind of takes up conversation. It's kind of like, oh, what do I do with that? Whereas a person of color, we're so used to, dealing with that information and deal with what's for dinner at the same time. Like, Oh, this thing just happened to somebody that is like my brother. And also what am I going to eat for dinner? And so we're so used to having to carry all of those things at the same time. And so black joy in itself is a revolution to say that I am going to, on top of all these other things I have to carry, I'm going to find joy. And so as the revolution has been happening, that's actually something that I've been posting a lot about and thinking a lot about and having to maintain is where am I finding my joy? Because that's still very important. As this revolution is happening, my joy is a revolution. Just me getting to be successful in the world, in the work that I do as a woman, as a person of color, and as a queer identified person just me being successful is a revolution, right? Because the world isn't, is not shaped for somebody moving through the world like me. So that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I love that. So I have to follow up with this last question. Yeah. What, where are you finding joy right now? Mm. <sighs> that changes, that ebbs and flows. I mean, I have my go-tos. I love to drive to the mountains, <laughs> I find so much solace in being in the mountains and connecting to spirit. Um, I love comfort. I love a good cancer <laughs> comfort, you know, um, glass of wine and cheese. Um, spending time by myself doing that gives me joy. Spending time with my loved ones, like with friends and, and, um, and family, um, that brings so much joy for me. Um, but mainly, I think, yeah, going back to what, what we talked about at the beginning of, of the session today, like just um, the simplicity of less, like really enjoying simplicity. I think that sometimes when we get worked up or when I get worked up and then I come back to this idea of staying present and like to me, presence is it's simple. It's, it's breath. It's... Um, having gratitude for being alive, for being here. When you get wrapped up in the worries of doing things that are outside of your control in the future, and then just come back to this moment, what pleasure feels like in this moment, like rolling some really good smell on my, my wrists and getting to smell it, <laughs> spraying some rose water on my face, like pleasures that exist in the present moment. Yeah. Those are, I, those are, that, those are good. Those are great. I, <laughs> 
<laughs> Very satisfying answer. Well, I just want to take a second and honor you for the woman that you are, how you are showing up, how you are literally unstoppable with the breadth of your creativity and connection and how that all intertwines into a really beautiful presence of healing for all that are connected to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I love space that you hold. I mean, when you talk about how your, um, your rising's Libra and people see you as this like gregarious and fun person, like, yeah, obviously immediately <laughs> that is there. And it puts so much, um, it's like, it can be like such an effortless ease that you get to bring to a space. Um, and I think also like your, like the excitement that you have, um, and also, you know, us both being healers and being able to absorb energy, like so instantly, um, even for me, like I had so I have so much work today, like I've been working, 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 and just your excitement and level of like, um, yeah, your level of joy that came from you, it then was felt by me. So I really appreciate you kind of holding the container. <laughs> oh my gosh, you made me cry. I could cry. Let's use my camera <laughs> to cry about it. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. That's a wrap for today on the Healer Dealer Podcast. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star review and let me know what you loved about this episode and what you want to hear more of. Until then, do what feels good. Know that you are always supported and it is your birthright to have all the things you desire. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalecki. Thank you so much for being here. I hope to see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.